Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 501 for June 1st, 2019, and I'm your host today. My name is Anna Marie Privateer. Hello, hello, welcome, welcome, everyone. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hi. As you are in the spreadsheet that we have all of our notes. If you're ever interested in checking out our show notes, they are in the uh, weekly thread that we put up with this show. It's just a Google Doc spreadsheet, so check it out. Hi, Chris. Yo, what's up? Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, girl. I married you in June. Six years. years. (sighs) All right. So we're going to jump. All I got was this lousy Mac. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, so his anniversary gift was a Mac Mini, and that's what we're going to start recording on moving forward. And the best part Starting about today. the Mac Mini, yes, this show live is being recorded on the new Mac Mini. Found the the real question is the, how. The best part about the Mac Mini, I'm so bad at cutting off Kelly, but I'm going to finish my sentence and then you can go. The best part about the Mac Mini <laughs> is it isn't on the desk. So Chris can't spill his frigging coffee on it. That was just what I was getting ready to say is now how uh, how coffee proof is this Mac Mini? It is coffee proofed. If if that Mac Mini gets coffee on it, it's like two feet away from Chris's desk. I will be impressed. It will have to be like a cat leaping off of it and taking the coffee with it and somehow spilling it two feet away and higher than the desk. My American rights are being denied. I am a male, and I demand justice. To be dumb. Listen. Maybe we should. Maybe we should jump into what we've been playing. So Chris is really easy. Yes. Chris, yeah, I've heard that about myself. Wait. <laughs> Chris <laughs> has been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Any interesting con- uh, content to share this week, Chris? No, okay. I'm catching up. I'm ca- yes, yes, Anna, uh-huh. Anna. My uh-huh. chocobo is wearing a uniform now. You have a car. Oh, I got a car. That's right. Beep beep. Need Alice. Beep 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw, I saw that your Taru couldn't was just standing on the seat driving like a toddler. <laughs> how, how does that work? Like, does he like Here, throw a brick on the gas? I got it on the, the stream right now. Let's. You can see exactly how that works. Just so look if at you're that. missing the, the stream, you're missing yeah, the out on on Lalafell's driving regalia in like night regalia. It jumps. <laughs> the car jumps. <laughs> Does it fly? It flies. Yeah, I gotta it? go to yeah. the flying yeah, area, and then yeah, it'll fly. Okay. I'll, I'll um, if you want to see Chris act like a dodo in Final Fantasy yeah. 14 with his jumping car, you should join us every week at twitch.tv slash rpgamer at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, 5 p.m. GMT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I figured that Taru just had controls on the steering wheel like disabled people. Hey, do. that's smart. I didn't think about that. I should have thought about that. That's Listen, some good retconning first of all, there. He's a yeah. Lalafell. He's not disabled. He is Look, a fully functional adult and you need to respect him as such. I'm different wow. by being short. Wow, that car can fly. Yeah. We it, yeah. Have, it, that that doesn't come up in pocket edition. Uh, post-game content in the real game. Gotcha. 
that's cool. All right. Um, I don't know if it looks like this though. Does it? I I haven't played. I can't games. remember. Really. Gonna say, I think it looks pretty damn close. Okay. Cool. I crashed it almost instantly I like when I got in the air. So. <laughs> yeah, that that story I've heard. Nice before. job, Kelly. And then All as right. you get back down, it transforms back. Since since and Peter I can drive around, piped <laughs> cruise up. around these dragons with my car. Whee! Since Beep Peter beep. piped up, what have you been playing? Because your your um your playlist is also fairly simple this week. Nothing. Okay, That's I only put this true. here because you told me to put this. You here. played Smash. You you had I three listened. streams this weekend because it was a long weekend, and you played a lot of Smash. And I got uh, to put a lot of lightning bolts in your in your in your channel. The first week you did is the first weekend in like two months that I could actually sit down and play a video game again. But it's been very sparse um, due to life. What? Don't tell me you haven't been playing Smash. You played it last night, too. Instead of hanging out with us cool kids in our Discord chat. Listen, okay? Instead of hanging out with you, I got wrapped up in Breaking Bad. That's what that was. Okay, fine. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so, um, when I finally did get back into it, I did start back into smash. Um, and it's just been lots and lots of practice. I feel like I'm finally starting to break that weird threshold. I think I talked about it before where I felt like I don't play enough. So there's like a barrier that you just don't get better at. (laughs) Um, and I feel like it's getting better now. So, um, but nothing, nothing new to report except for the fact that it's been patched and we have somebody in our channel who mains Bayonetta, and Bayonetta got buffed massively. Um, and now he went from being godlike to just unstoppable. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So quiche, quiche is not welcome in anybody's. If you see a quiche pop up into your arena, please just leave the arena and try again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, Josh, I, I want to hear your impressions of the fractured butthole. Oh, you do, huh? <laughs> Did you play the first like, game? Yeah, yeah. I, I played uh, The Stick of Truth back when it came, uh, you know, how many years? I guess it's been like five or six years now. It's it was back on while. the PS3. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it should be, but it has. Yeah, I really liked uh, Stick of Truth back when it came out. And, uh, you know, that was an Obsidian joint, right? Mm-hmm. And this one uh, moved over to an Ubisoft studio. And I'm not digging it as much as I did stick of truth and i don't know exactly what all it is whether it's the different studio um the one thing i can tell you is that i'm not i don't like the combat in this one as much as the uh, stick of truth because the stick of truth had that uh kind of like uh super mario rpg inspired combat where you had a lot of uh timing based stuff but it was still turn based and it still moved along pretty quickly and they added a bunch of um, kind of like tactical elements to this, to uh, Fractured Butthole. And so you've got a grid and you have to move your characters around to actually be able to do attacks. And I don't know, it's just it's just like it's too slow. It, it makes the combat really slow and it doesn't really have any, but it still doesn't really have any tactic, real tactical elements to it. So it's just kind of bummed me out. Like I've gotten to the point where I just avoid any unnecessary combat that I can because it's just not that much fun. The game itself is okay. It's it's South Park, man. <laughs> and I think maybe that's part of the reason I'm not quite as 
high on this one as I was on the first one because like I've kind of been there and done that and I'm just not that huge of a South Park fan. So that first game, it was just really cool being able to uh, see a heck. I mean, we don't get very many good licensed property games and sure don't get very many good licensed property uh, RPGs. That's true. And so that first game was so, you know, it really stood out. Hmm? It was refreshing. It was, I mean, I don't like South Park. Um, In fact, it's kind of funny because in my family, neither me nor my brother like South Park, but my parents love South Park, which is really weird. Yeah, I'm kind of like, you know, like South Park has always been this thing. God, I mean, it's been around since I was in college, you know, 15, 20 years ago, for gosh sake. But (laughs) it's lasted forever. Sophomore in high school when it first came out. Yeah. But like, like I've always kind of been like a, a passing fan of it. You know, I'll, I'll watch it when it's on, but I don't really, you know, like if I miss it, it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> so maybe that's part of the, the reason. Like this one feels a little bit more. It, it, it's definitely the references are more recent seasons. So that that's probably part of it, too, because I, I just haven't been, you know, like I, I catch occasional episodes here and there, but I haven't been watching it as much recently. So some of the uh, some of the stuff it's playing on just doesn't doesn't resonate with me as much, and definitely the fantasy setting of the first game definitely clicked more than the uh, the the comic book superhero movies for this one. It, it's one of those where I sound like really negative about it, but you know, like I've been enjoying it. It's it's good. It just hasn't been like the the first game was really fantastic, and this one's just kind of like ah, it's all right. All right. Um, Kelly, I want to save you for last because I think your games are going to have more conversation about them. So, um, this week I jumped into Moonlighter, which has sort of a funny story about how I acquired it for like $3, but I'll save that for like an after show or something. So Moonlighter is not the kind of game that I normally play because it's a roguelike, a roguelite, yeah, roguelite more than a roguelike. So I'll, I'll play these a little bit. So like Chocobo's Mysterious Dungeon, I really like. But I tend to be very frustrated by these sort of games because there just isn't any forgiveness in them. <clears throat> and in fact, there's definitely no forgiveness in this one because the default difficulty is hard. And the only difficulty you can go down from there is normal. <laughs> really? You can also play on very hard. Uh, <laughs> this is the one that was like Reseteer, right? Yes. So in structure of... Um, gameplay format it is just like Reseteer so you are Will you are a shopkeeper that inherited his shop from his grandfather and his father before him um, and you go and plumb the depths of the nearby dungeons Um, but you uh, you have a, a, a like a pockets where you can hold five things and then you have a backpack where you can hold 15 things. If you die, you lose all the stuff in your backpack, but not the stuff in your pockets. And you don't lose your mm. equipment. So in that way, it's it's rogue-like more than rogue straight up. Because you don't, there are some things you maintain. Um, <clears throat> and so I I was really enjoying it. I got very stuck on the second dungeon. 
but by the time I finished the second dungeon, I I literally whipped through the third dungeon in one try. <laughs> so then oh, I had man. to go back and grind the third dungeon for all the materials that I needed to like sell in my shop and uh, and to upgrade my equipment. Um, but this game has like a really satisfying gameplay loop. So during the day, you stand in your shop and you sell stuff. And um, every item has a defined price that will make people happy, uh, really happy to buy it, happy to buy it, unhappy to buy it, or just won't buy it at that price. So everything has a, a set of four prices. And so once you learn those prices, you can start to tweak up and down. And every item type has a popularity. So if you're selling a whole bunch of, you know, little purple dots, um, people will get tired of buying the little purple dots and then you have to switch to the little green dots and those will maybe have a higher par higher uh, demand and so they will actually pay more than they normally would for them. Um, and so there's a book that keeps track of all the appropriate prices for things and it's cool just trying to like get tweak your prices so that you get the absolute best price for everything that you're selling. That is so satisfying. And then... The store closes down for the day, and during the night, you go into the dungeons. Um, there are no levels, and you gain no experience, but all of the enemies hmm. drop stuff to sell. So you're definitely motivated to beat stuff up. And um, there's also crafting. There's five people that can move into town. One of them is a blacksmith. He's probably the one you're going to deal with the most. Um, he can craft uh, new weapons out of... Um, the stuff that you bring back from the dungeons. And it's sort of like a chain effect. So it's like I decided to craft the blue sword. And then if I wanted to continue upgrading that blue sword, I could do so. It's like a path. It's like one, two, three, four. And the blue sword did the most amount of damage. But there was two other types of swords and shields that I could buy as well, as long as I crafted them and gathered the materials needed for them. And there was one that was like it had less raw damage but it did elemental damage so for example i ended up switching out my sword temporarily for the fire one while i was in like a jungle dungeon because the fire damage just did so much more to everything um so there's four dungeons and then a final fifth dungeon that you have to beat the big bad boss at the ending is absolutely hilarious and i won't spoil it but i really enjoyed it and then i was like all right what do I have on my Switch digitally? <coughs> Sorry, pardon me, that I haven't given a try yet. So I booted up Earthlock. And I've played it for a couple of hours, and I love the bunny pig, and the game is very boring. <laughs> Haven't we had, like, two different people bail on that game? <coughs> Maybe? Um, I, think, I think so. I think I played the demo of that, and I didn't really care for it all that much either. Yeah, the so characters it's... felt very bland. So it's like an old school JRPG, um, but I feel like it doesn't do enough to bring that sort of gameplay style into a modern setting. So, for example, yeah. it is very easy to wander into an area, a zone, a dungeon, etc. that is completely level inappropriate for you. And there's no way to tell what level the enemies are until you fight them. Ugh. <laughs> Until you so, get wiped. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's like, I was like, all right, I got to go over here to the swamp. And I inadvertently walked past the swamp and found another dungeon. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe this is where I go next. Let me, like, pop my head in and see what kind of enemies are here. And I did. And I immediately got one shot. 
Uh, and it was like, <laughs> oh, that was unpleasant. All right, so I don't go there yet. But yeah, it's just... I understand that the throwback games that they're trying to homage didn't give enough direction, but I don't think that's a good excuse to not give enough direction in a modern game. I feel like there are ways that you can emulate a classic game while still making it approachable. So I decided to bail on that. And instead, I jumped into Braveland Trilogy, which has been on my list for forever. I had a bunch of people tell me that I should play it uh, because I really liked the old Heroes of Might Magic games. And this plays like a Heroes of Might and Magic game. So I picked up Brave Land Trilogy. And if you pick up any of the Brave Land games on um, like PC, you buy them individually. So there's like Brave Land, and then there's Brave Land Wizard, and then there's Brave Land Pirate, I think, is the third one. Um, so Brave Land Warriors, the first book, book one, I like ripped all the way through that. It took me about three hours. I'm really having a ton of fun with this game. So it plays like... Um, a Heroes of Might Magic game where the um, battle screens are hexagonal and different units have different movement types and they all have different abilities and some are ranged and some are melee and some have spells and you have spells, you have things you can cast. Um, in terms of the warrior, he gets an amulet and the more um, uh, monuments that you visit, the more power the amulet gets. Variety of amulet, variety of powers. And he powers up his amulet by beating stuff up or by getting beaten up. Uh, and now that I've moved on to the wizard, the wizard, surprise, no spells. And so she collects books. And the more books that you get, the more spells that you have available to you to cast during combat. Mm-hmm. So the, the warrior needs to build up his rage in order to cast stuff. The wizard starts out with max mana, can cast stuff, but then has to wait for her mana to regenerate before she can continue casting. And the other cool thing that the wizard does is... Um, in order to encourage a diverse use of spells during combat, every time you cast a spell, its, it's cost goes up. So, like, I have this... Um, I have two, three spells that I really like. One is just, like, an attack. It's like fire and icicle. Uh, and then one of them, I cast it on a unit, and it makes them perform maximum damage for their unit type. And then the third one I have, it increases their defense. Well, the defense one, it costs three mana the first time I cast it, and then four mana the second time I cast it, and then six mana the third time that I cast it. And so it quickly becomes unappealing to continue casting a single spell. So I start to diversify. Hmm. Interesting way of doing things. Yeah, I thought that was really novel. Um, one of the other things that I think they do, and it's funny because playing this back-to-back with Earthlock and complaining about like how to modernize a game, um, one of the things that used to drive me crazy about Heroes of Might Magic 3 and 4 is how obscene the ranged penalty was. So um, some of the units that you get <clears throat> um, can do ranged damage, but if things are too far away or if they're behind a barrier, you do less damage. Well, in Heroes of Might Magic, you had to get fairly close in order to disable that um, that penalty. So Braveland Trilogy also has that penalty. If you're too far away from something, you just don't do as much range damage because it turns out arrows fly, but only so far. Um, but, the pen- but the way to break the penalty is way easier. You don't have to get anywhere near as close as you do in Heroes of Might Magic. Um, the story is fairly linear. There are optional things that you can do. You don't have to. There are multiple difficulty levels. I'm playing on easy because I'm easy street, but there's normal and hard. Um, I really like the 
the enemy and the ally variety types are actually really good. And the game is like fun and colorful and really nicely animated. And it's just fun to play it. So even well, though that's good, yeah, and your your hero levels up, and the the sort of talent system that you have changes depending on which of the heroes that you're playing. So as a warrior, I got to pick a stat to improve. As a wizard, I got to uh, open up my spell book and kind of improve the types of magic that I wanted to cast. So I have like um, things that are earth buffs and things that are fire buffs and things that are. Um, water buffs and they relate to those types of spells or units in my army so yeah that's really fun alex has crashed the cast hi alex hi will hey how you doing i told kelly she has to go last does that mean alex has to go next or should we have kelly go I think it means Alex has to go next. Okay. Yeah. Wait, tell don't tell be a us liar. about Labyrinth, Lapis Cross Labyrinth, because I'm really interested in this. Hang on, I'm about to do something in the stream first. Okay. Do, do, do. Oh, hi. Hi. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so Alex just showed up um, in front of uh, Chris's Lalafell. And was like, yo, what's up? Oh, <laughs> Alice is playing a lady. Okay. Hi, lady. Yeah, you... Okay. What is on your shoulder? Uh, that's you a gay kitten. monster hunter cat? No, that's a... That's a that's, uh, it's a bat cat. Thing. Yeah, that's one of the, the cats with uh, wings from Final Fantasy V. Cool. They call it a gay, a gaily kitty. Gaily kitty? G-A-E-L-I... K-I-T-T-E-N. I assume that was a mistranslation that they just kept. It's some Gaelic thing, I think. Uh, it's a Gaelic cat, so yeah, it's like Gaelic and then cat. I, I, th- okay. I think that you can fight those in uh, like one area in 14 somewhere. Oh yeah, I, oh, yeah. I think that's, that's where yep. it came from. <laughs> oh, I can go farm those and get one? Oh, I better do that. I must slaughter many cats to get one for myself. No! <laughs> that's how MMOs work. <laughs> I know, but no. Anyway. Oh, so it's a what cat sheet. Talking about? Um, <laughs> yeah. What have you been playing? We want to hear about um, Lap- Lapis Cross Labyrinth. Because I was just oh, saying yeah. to Chris before okay, the so show that I was interested in this. Yeah, it's basically a 2D action RPG with yeah lots of jumping around and just Button mashing, really. Just you're just, whack, you're just going through and just whacking loads of loads of enemies. But I mean, there's a few sort of interesting things about it. So you've got the Dango system, which is where the party is basically uh, four four characters, but they're basically stacked. Their heads are stacked on each off each other. So you have one. The one on the bottom is the one who's you're controlling. So depending on what class they are. You get various things, and then you can switch between them, or basically slow one of them that does a special attack, briefly, and so forth. It's not hugely deep. It's basically designed for a game that you're just playing in quick bursts. I mean, every you're going through basically dungeons made up of floors. Each floor you basically have to complete within five minutes which is easy enough. You just complete it by defeating enough enemies or breaking enough crystals that are floating around. 
So yeah, I think I've put in about five hours or so on that, and I'm, my completion rate is about 30%, so it's not a hugely long game either. Oh, so you have the review code. I have the review code. Okay. Oh, we were Someone wondering about that. We were, we were like, talking beforehand. It's like, we actually don't know who has the review code for this. Now we know. It was sitting around for a time, and then I finished what I was playing beforehand. <laughs> so otherwise it, otherwise it would have had the review by now, but... I was like getting to it. But yeah, it doesn't seem to be too long, so hopefully I can get it done this week. Okay. Um, tell us about World End Syndrome, because isn't this a visual novel? Yeah, it's a visual novel. I've only played a couple of hours of it so far, so it's still just in doing the usual visual novel stuff of you being a high school student who's just moved there, and therefore it's still, it's still introducing all the characters. But I like how it looks. I think one of the... It's developed by, I think, Arc System Works and Toybox. Toybox, I think, was one of the studios that worked on Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Which was, yeah, which was basically a Scooby-Doo RPG, although not really. <laughs> <laughs> not actually a Scooby-Doo, but you're basically investigating mysteries. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, with, with the Mystery Machine van. So yeah, so hopefully it's going to do interesting stuff. The one thing I do like about it is it has like a really random stinger sort of sound effect that occurs whenever a sort of new character is introduced. That's quite funny. It just makes it seem far more dramatic when someone shows up than it probably is. Dun dun dun. Actually, one thing it does quite cool is that all the backgrounds aren't static. There's always some sort of animation going on behind them. A lot of them are pinwheels, which I think have a meaning in the game overall, but I haven't actually gone through it enough to know what's happening yet. Okay. You got another 30 to 50 hours to find that stuff out, giving, if it's a normal visual novelized. Possibly. I think it does some interesting that I think you're actually supposed to get a bad ending like really quick, like within a few hours going into the game. And then you sort of go through it as more mysteries yeah, and options you get. So it's more of a go through go through lots of endings rather than one just massive. Ah, uh, okay. A bit like what Steins Gate was. <laughs> Makes sense. Anything yeah, else you've been playing that's been interesting? Uh, I've been playing Cricket 19, although I don't think that's... There's much uh, overlap between... So, was there a, oh, like a game. crazy catch this week? Because I saw 18 million people tweeting about cricket this week. Yeah, was a, uh, there, there was, was a, a good Cup, catch. Right? The World Cup's just started, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah, okay. I think that was the Ben State's catch, which was pretty good. I think I've seen better ones. Oh. I think it was mostly just because it was an England catch, and therefore everyone gets Everyone got excited, excited. about it because it was England? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, we yeah, need... I mean, oh. it, yeah, it's not much. Of a, it's sort of it's a bit like a usual incremental sports game. So there's not too much different from previous games. But is it like all the other American ones that have like an RPG mode in it now? Yeah, it sort of does. I mean, that's the standard career mode, which is basically every every sports game has that anyway. And they've had it for a while now. Yeah. All right. Sports ball. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, and the, the only other thing to mention is I'm obviously playing Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Which, I'm progressing quite nicely through the story. I think I'm on the patch 4.4, close to patch 4.5 stuff now. So I'm almost done catching up with the main story, but I still haven't done any raids or anything yet. From Stormblood. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Kelly, I'm Kelly, donating it's, things. It's your time to shine. Oh, I wanted to talk yes, to Alex. Yes, because... Okay. What? No, no, no! I'm cutting oh. off Kelly. I'm a terrible male. I apologize. Ignore me. Uh, she, um, when we talked, when Anna and I talked on Discord last night, she was dying to know about my Minecraft uh, expeditions. And I originally wasn't going to talk about it because that sounds like you know, an Minecraft is name. Minecraft expeditions. No. But I mean, like Minecraft is nothing new, but I've been playing this mod called Sky Factory, which starts you out with a tree and a patch of dirt. And you've pretty much got to build the entirety of Minecraft. Doesn't that sound and cool? I'm sorry, what, you get a dirt and you have to build Minecraft? Yeah, yeah, you start that, out. Is that what I heard? With, <laughs> you get a dirt yeah, you and start you get out Minecraft. with a. You literally start out with a patch of dirt and a tree, and that's pretty much all you start out with. So is that and a mod, from or there, is that part of the new Minecraft? Yeah, it's, no, it's a mod. This, okay, is this for old yeah, Minecraft? Yeah, it's a mod called. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a mod called Sky Factory. There's actually a couple of Sky Factory mods. But um, the one I'm playing right now is Sky Factory. It's called Sky Factory Three, and that's pretty much what it is. Is you start out with those two things, and from there you can build. Um, so, so like you start out with the wood age, building basic tools and stuff, and then you learn how to um, compost leaves to build, basically build dirt, and then sift dirt to get pebbles. And then, you know, use pebbles to make cobblestone. Uh, and I, trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. And then you smash up the cobblestone to get gravel and then sift it to get all of your basic Minecraft ores. And you kind of go through the different ages of progression like that. And eventually you can get enough ore that you can start, you know, start building forges and smelteries and stuff like that. And... It's it is really fun just because of the uh, you know it, you know like regular Minecraft you're just kind of plunked in the world and you just you run around and you just kind of got to figure things out. This one it feels like you're actually making some sort of progression, and the mod comes with like a little achievement book that kind of guides you through the early the early stages of development. Like it, it tells you to, you know, sift dirt to get pebbles to build cobblestone and stuff like that. And event, and it's a mod pack that comes with all kinds of um, different tools in it to where you can build like nuclear reactors and computers that will um, refine all of your stuff. Um refined storage systems so that you can basically put everything into one huge chest that you can sort and auto craft and stuff like that. And that's where I've been at. And I've just been having a ball with it. And my husband's been kind of teasing me because, you know, I, I reach a point where I get frustrated or I feel like I'm kind of done. And then I tell my husband like, okay, I think I'm done with Minecraft. And then next thing I know the next day I'm like, thinking about a better way I could build something and then have, find myself going back to it. 
Nice. Oh, so, this is so yeah. confusing. Like, there's a separate launcher for. Oh man, that's this is a big hole, Kelly. Yeah, this is something that you were talking about last night, Kelly, because I guess you were trying yeah. to Google stuff, and it presumed that you were just super knowledgeable about Minecraft. Yeah, everybody. There's like a Skype. Everybody. Ba- yeah. No, everybody, so all these mods are really complicated, and everybody assumes that you've, like, already got some base Minecraft knowledge. So when you go to look at a tutorial to, like, build a reactor or something, you, they, they just don't explain stuff very well. And that aspect of it can be extremely frustrating. I forgot so where I was Sky going. Sky Factory that. is made by someone called Bacon Donut, apparently. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Bacon Donuts. And there's a Sky Tasty. Factory 4 already. Yeah. Isn't he, isn't he a big streamer? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You prefer ba- Sky Factory 3, it sounds like, Kelly. Yeah, that was the one that my husband was into, though. He, he, um, yeah, I have got no trouble playing it. the old one. I don't care. What? Who cares? He, um,. I think Sky Factory 4 just... I can't remember what's different. I, I know it has more features and stuff like that, but I I, I got into this because of... Um, you might have to be uh, under 15 to understand. No, no, I got... Sometimes that works with I, Minecraft. I, I, I got into this because of um, Achievement Hunter, because they have a series of Let's Play videos about Sky Factory that are really funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I, I've been really sucked into that, particularly my, my favorite aspect of this thus far has been chicken breeding, because there's all kinds of different chickens that you could get with this mod, and, like, steel chickens, gold chickens, and not only do they lay eggs, but they lay, like, whatever item they are, so they lay gold ingots or whatever, and... Like, you breed different chickens together to get different things. Like, if you breed, I think, a water chicken and a silicon chicken together, you get a slime chicken. Uh, and, water uh, and silicon to get slime? Yeah, something okay. like that. Cool. And uh, I showed Anna my chicken wall, because I have them all in, like, nesting box. Now, okay, yes. Vaughn says you can use the Twitch launcher. What is going on? Four is pretty different yeah. compared to three. Some good stuff, but it seems unfinished. Okay, then. Yeah. That's Vaughn's... Uh... Oh, Vaughn is your husband. Duh. Yeah. You know yeah. who Vaughn is. I don't need to tell you. Yeah, he's my husband. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I have a wall of chickens. And Anna was very impressed by my chickens. She actually wanted to give these ideas to the Harvest Moon folks so that they could do something. Wall of chickens! I... I yes. gotta admit, a wall of chickens is pretty awesome sounding. Like, yeah, yeah. Right? you build a whole house out of the chickens? Not a whole house necessarily, but yeah, I do have quite a lot of chickens. Hmm. I would prefer. So, that's that's what I've been obsessed with. And you then, call um, it the hen house. I could call it what? The hen, the hen house. house. Really, Chris? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'm ashamed of you. Uh, you should be. I deserve it. See what else? I've I've also been playing Final Fantasy twelve and Alex is absolutely right. That is the perfect Switch game. Um the the only thing is playing it in four times speed, I get the giggles really bad because in my head I hear uh Yakety Sax playing 
every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I never, I never bothered four times. So that was just too fast. I always used two times. Yeah, I I I liked the four times better just because it, it some of those battles get pretty long. Um. And I, I really like the Zodiac job system. I think that splitting out the jobs did that game such a favor. It actually feels like uh, the character progression in 12 matters with the uh, jobs all split out. But I, um, I, I just got all six party members in that game. And that, that's where I am with there. And then the last thing I've been playing is a <laughs> a Meowtroidvania. Meowtroidvania. See what I did there, Anna. You need to play uh, this. I don't play Metroidvania. No, but this one has a cat, so you should. You would like this one. Is it's, it's approachable? It's really cute. Yes. Very. It's a gato robato. And but I I prefer Meowtroidvania because that's pretty much what it is. It's Tomori cat gato, Metroid. Gato, robato, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the words. But oh man, this game is so good. Yeah, though I I did have to turn off the HD rumble because the rumble <laughs> was a little bit too intense. Little uh, golf story and, going on there. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really hurting my wrists. Hurting my wrists and being loud. I'm surprised that I didn't drive my husband up the wall with the <laughs> so All right, you yeah. join yourself over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny because when Chris played Golf Story, I was like, "Wow, that game rumbles a lot and Chris is like no it doesn't it's fine and then when I was playing Golf Story he was like oh my god does that game never stop rumbling <laughs> and I I have a special appreciation for um, Gato Robo just because uh, the cat in it is named Kiki which was my former orange cat may he rest in peace I, I I've been really enjoying that game, even though so, some of the bosses are really hard, though, because um, I think one of the second ones you face is one in a submarine that's very shoot 'em uppy, and trying to get the pattern down was a pain. I think I died on that boss like two or three, no, oh, no, like Don't ten tell times. Don't unselling Anna on the game. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't well, say I mean, shoot 'em uppy. She wants to. Pull. We want her to play well, it. <laughs> once you get the pattern down, it's not that bad. And once I figured out that in the submarine you could hold down the button to shoot instead of constantly tapping, oh, that helped quite oh, a Kelly, bit. Kelly, Kelly, it's the first thing you should always try in any sort of shooting vehicle. Can I just hold the button down? I didn't know that because you couldn't do that. With, well, you can't do that in the regular cat mech suit. Oh, so, so I, I didn't taught think you that, that you could... can't do it. Oh. Yeah, so I, I didn't see. think that you could do it in the submarine. That's fair. And oh my god, the cat is so cute when it gets out of the little mech suit because he can climb the walls and All right, he, so what's the story swim. with this cat? Is it smart? Is it just someone's pet? Is it like a robot? They, what is going on here? They 
make it out like it's just someone's pet and you crash land on a planet, which, and they heavily imply that the cat causes the crash landing because it gets on the keyboard as the guy is uh, landing. (laughs) I can, I can recognize that. Yep. I I can recognize that too. Um, Been there. And you know the the story is that the your did the, the cat possibly owner... spill a uh, coffee on the thing by any chance? No, <sighs> he just he just jumped up on the. Keyboard. Oh, okay, all right, cool. But um, yeah. So the owner can't get out of the ship because they're trapped in the ship. So the cat uh goes and does the exploring, and he immediately finds a mech suit, and you're basically exploring in the mech suit. So you're very weak outside of the suit, I assume. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. You have, I assume there's puzzles where you have to get out. Yeah. Because um, um, the mech suit can't get in tight spaces. Mm-hmm. So you have to um, jump out of the mech suit to get, get into tight spaces. And the, I, I don't think it will... What am I trying to say? Um... The uh, mech suit also can't go in water, so there's like a whole area where um, it's flooded, and you have to unflood this um, area. And so, so then um, immediately the cat finds a submarine, and um, obviously the boss battle in that area is in the submarine. Why got on no swim? Yeah, why got on no swim? (laughs) (laughs) We know it can crawl. But, but no, the the mech suit can't swim. The cat can. Oh, okay, good. The cat swims, and yeah, the cat, cat swims. With full mastery over itself. The uh, the owner even because the owner's radioing you the whole time, and the owner even kind of complains when the cat sees water for the first time, and he's like, "Oh, come on, you can swim," and the cat kind of reluctantly gets in the water. <laughs> Should put like just a toe in first and be like. <laughs> um, and I, I I'm jokingly like, call it Meowtroid, but like you get a screw attack attack and um you get missiles and, and um, oh that's totally what this are... is you're right <laughs> yeah um there there aren't any health power ups or anything but you can revi- um heal yourself at save points and there are plenty of save points and you don't have limited missiles but the uh your suit heats up if you fire too many in succession so and there, there's like a little meter that shows how hot you're firing so if um if you're like firing missiles really fast you have to wait for them to cool down before you can fire them again You know what this means, Chris? What? Next week, you're going to have to ask Kelly if she delivered any missiles. Oh, that's a good point. Unless she finished <laughs> it already. I don't know how. I don't know how long it is. Um, they make a point of talking about like three different areas. Well, I mean, it could. Have, the could... game could have a long tail to it. So. Yeah. <sighs> that was terrible, and you should feel ashamed. I kind of don't. But yeah, I it, and it's really cheap. I think I well, I pre-ordered it, but I think it was only like six or seven bucks or something. Um, it's by Devolver Digital, and um, they're having a sale, running a sale this week, so you can pick it up pretty cheap and be be good. 
Um, I also picked up Enter the Gungeon, but I don't know if I'm going to get to that this week or not. Yeah, because something comes out this week you want to play. Oh. Yes. Well, we yeah, we'll talk about, talk about it in the releases. All right, cool. All right, so is that everything everybody's been playing? I think so. Let's go to the news. <laughs> On to the news. Uh, Novara announces Kill Squad coming to early access this summer. This is an independent Spanish developer that is putting out a cooperative action RPG, Kill Squad. You control a set of bounty hunters in a futuristic setting, taking on contracts for fame and money. So if this sounds interesting to you, um, Kill Squad will be first available as Steam Early Access on PC this summer. Um, And then both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One releases are being planned. So this is going to be at E3, so hopefully the site will get a chance to take a look at it. Um, sparing absolutely no time, Gus has announced Atelier Riza, the queen of eternal darkness like and the secret hideout. Just got the last Atelier game here, and now it's like, all right, time for the new one. Everyone excited? Like, but they, what about they this gotta one? keep cranking them out, man. Anymore. This is the new one now. Yes. <laughs> so this is the start of a new set of games. It's no, not a mysterious game. And it's not an Arland game. Okay. So we don't know a ton right now other than the name of the um, alchemist, which is Raisalin Stout. Don't that, that stop you from pre-ordering right now. GameStop.com. Actually, you can, probably can't even pre-order it in the no. US yet, can you? No. That's too bad. Because this no. was just announced in Japan. Which, and it'll be coming to Japan for PS4 and Switch in fall 2019. Right. This was sort of an interesting announcement because it actually got announced in the Dengeki PlayStation magazine first. And so everybody panicked thinking it was going to be a PS4 exclusive until Famitsu came out like the next day and had the P- the Switch screenshots and uh, a, a mention of a PC release as well. It's like... Everybody knows that if they don't put it out on Switch, the next five years of their life are like, hey, when's this coming to Switch? Is this coming to Switch? You should bring this out to Switch. Is this coming to Switch? You should bring it on Switch. Not that you know anything about that, Anna, do you? No? I, I have a picture of the... Uh, uh, of the uh, what are the birds that the hang seagulls? out around? Yeah, the seagulls mine, from... Mine, yeah, mine, except mine. this is Switch. Switch, 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 yeah. Switch. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to the news. Warhammer 40,000 in Inquivitor. This is Malay. the sci-fi Warhammer, not, not to be confused today. with the fantasy Warhammer, right? Yes, this is No, this is 40K or regular? This is 40K. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, Inquisitor you yes. said, right? Yes. So yes, this is the, the Diablo-style... 40K Inquisitor Martyr. Yeah, they're getting a uh, expansion or something, right? Yeah, so there's two things that are coming. One is Inquisitor's Prophecy, which is a standalone expansion. Okay. The second thing is the 2.0 patch. That game was very slow. I never really finished it. I, I played it at E3 better. last year, and I liked it. And then I came home and kind of completely forgot about it. Oh, I sh- didn't you bad. watch me play it a little and been like, uh. No, no. I, I liked what I played of it. And here's the reason that I kind of feel bad. is The slow. guy who demoed it for me, number one, he knew what RP Gamer was. That's a good sign. That itself is always exciting. Number yeah. two, he actually got into the video game industry the same way that I did. So, so like, here's the thing about uh, about the Warhammer game. Um, I uh, coworker also played it, and we just we love the bits of lore and stuff that were in that game and the setting and like bringing that because the the setting's really cool. If you haven't seen it, like the they've forgotten how machines work 
at the point that it's kind of just uh, all the technical man- manuals are now like holy scriptures and they just have memorized them and they do machine prayers, which is like they just basically they fix things by just running through procedures that they've memorized and venerate as prayers and putting them into the machines and seeing if it fixes it. Um, it's a really interesting setting. Um, but this game itself was like really slow and plotting and it's like we felt like eh, it needs more. So I'm interested to see what 2.0 is going to do to make some of that happen. Yep. Maybe. So um, the 2.0 patch sounds like it's going to be right up your alley, Chris, because one of the things that they talk about is revamped gameplay yeah. along with a new level cap, a new loot system, new end game systems, oh, geez. co-op campaign mode and new items. Okay. So if you're interested in learning more, the the post that they did is absolutely massive. So check out the link what, in our story. When's it coming? Org. So that is coming June 30th. Okay. I have that game, so I may as well just try yep. it when the patch is. So the Prophecy campaign um, is either for new or veteran players. Um, it has a new class called the Tech Adept. Um, the expansion also has new environments, including deserts and monasteries, as well as two new enemy races, Eldar and Tyranid. So the whole thing about um, the 40K Inquisitor is that there are going to be like story seasons <coughs> and story campaigns. So they've already added, I think, two story seasons to it. Um, and those were free or cheap. And then this will be a more fuller price expansion and this will have more content. So I, I am impressed by how well they're supporting this. Well, Neocore seems to do a good job of supporting their games. They did the Van Helsing stuff, too. That's right. Yep, you totally called that. Um, all right, next in the news, Exceed um, was supposed to put out Wizardry Labyrinths of Lost Soul um, on PC um, this week, and then they had to announce that it was being delayed indefinitely. That, that's a really weird delay. They announced it like the day it was supposed to come out and it's supposedly a rights issue. Yeah. Unforeseen did, issues involving the IP licensing. Did, didn't they put this out on PS3? Weren't they the one that did it? Like, you know, God, it was like yeah, a 2009 game. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing is, is there's actually two other versions of this game. Yeah. Um, a mobile version and a Vita version. And I don't yeah. know who owns the rights for those. Mm-hmm. So things might have gotten complicated. Um, back to Warhammer. This is Warhammer Chaos Fantasy Bane. Warhammer. So this is Fantasy Warhammer. All right. <clears throat> but it's in the future. It's in the 2300. <laughs> yeah. But at least exactly. it's not in 40K. But it's not like the 40,000s. <laughs> All right. So, so so how am I supposed to keep this straight? <laughs> um, if it says 40K. This one's on Earth. It's technology. <laughs> If this it one's on Earth. It's not in space. Warhammer. <laughs> it's high fantasy. There are no space marines. All right. <laughs> yes. So, <clears throat> um, Big Ben uh, has announced the end game modes for their upcoming action RPG, Warhammer Chaos Bane. Um, there will also be both free and paid updates uh, post launch. Um, so after players have completed the main quest once, they will be able to start with a new character and retain every, everything they've been previously unlocked, including caption op- crafting options and all the money they've obtained. If you complete the main quest, you will also get expedition mode, which is designed for quick games using randomly generated areas. This is like portals in Diablo 3, right? <clears throat> uh, Sounds it, like yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Um, the first post-launch update is available for free and adds new difficulty settings and new equipment. Um, the game comes out this week. 
So you will be able to jump into this very quickly. Um, paid DLC will also be available as part of the game season. This pass. is so weird, the paid DLC for this game. <coughs> They're locking skills and like levels and, and stuff behind paid DLC. Like, what? It's actually, it's kind of like pay to do better or pay to win, except it's a pay to play game to begin with. But yeah, like, if you pay weird. more, you get more abilities. Like, yeah. what? So here's the three DLCs that they've outlined for the season pass. Um, the first DLC is new emotes and passive skills to find heroic items. The second is a passive skill for finding god fragments, as well as alternative skill trees for each character. The third DLC adds new companions and so sorry there's four the fourth piece of dlc adds a new story act separate from the main campaign so yeah um if you ordered the magnus or digital deluxe editions you are already playing the game you could start playing may 31st for everybody that's a plebe um the game comes out pc ps4 and xbox one on june 4th and then my next question is usually is it game pass I assume not. Um, <laughs> it's hard to know. know. You'll have to check on Tuesday. Um, Phantom Doctrine um, is hey, coming this game to that's been out for forever. The Nintendo at this Switch. Point. Yeah. So yeah, um, we did. Um, oh, we've it, talked about PAX this every 20... time this comes yeah. up. <laughs> so they were at PAX 2017, and they had this really funny um, thing where you could only film a very small amount of gameplay. And so I ended up having this like mildly awkward video interview of me playing and then talking to one of the devs. Um, but I kind of liked the game, even though this isn't the kind of game I normally like at all. Um, so it came out in August for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And then this is just um, a port to the Switch. So Alex, you reviewed this. You gave it three and a half out of five. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. This was the one with the hot dog stand story, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. strange that I remember that. <laughs> Is that an what? in-game story or something that happened to Alex while playing the game? No, at no, a hot dog. It, yeah, stand? no, it it's got a load of um, sort of like flavor text, little yeah, flavor side text, stories, flavor um, sort of um, sort of intelligent supports and things like that. And one of them, there's sort of a couple that are associated with like people. With agents trying to um, get information and buying hot dogs to try and get information out of a hot dog vendor. Okay. Who turns out to successfully just be using them to sell hot dogs. <laughs> He's having, just stringing them along. <laughs> yep. I love it. All right. So off of hot dogs, um, Destiny Connect TikTok Travelers has a release date. So um, Nisa it's a did. Kids game. Nisa did a press conference near the start of the year where they announced like eight games all throughout 2018. Um, and so this was one of them. And this is a really cool looking game. It's very cute. Chris thinks it's like a, a, a game like intended for that eight to 13 year old audience. And I don't know. Um, it is very cute. It is very colorful. He thinks it looks like um, a, it's a, a yokai watch type. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yep. It is. The animation yeah. is very similar to yokai watch. It has like that outline and the grand so exaggeration. So it's perfect for you, Anna. I know. I can't wait for it. It's coming <laughs> out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch on October 22nd, 2019. Oh. Um, if you're in Europe, you have to wait a couple more days because it comes out October 25th, 2019. Uh, the game will it be It looks able... really cute. I hope it. It looks I hope adorable. It... I, I... I am excited for it mainly because of the Chrono Trigger vibe I get from it. 
Well, it does have time travel. Yeah. Yeah, and so that trailer did not inspire thoughts of Chrono Trigger to me. It's inspired thoughts of low-budget kid RPG. So okay. I'm going Chris, to it with a little bit of wariness, personally. So, Chris, you're a hater. I guess so. If you're interested in a physical limited edition, there's one for both North America and Europe. The North American one has the game, a hardcover art book, a soundtrack, a slammer coin, because this is set back oh, in 1999. Oh, Yeah, when Pogs were really popular. So the game is called from... So the game takes place on December 31st, 1999. And when the clock is supposed to strike midnight and go to January 1st, 2000, time completely freezes. So you're telling me somebody is still trying to make a Y2K themed game now. And they're like, screw it. I'm doing my Y2K take my Y2K themed game. Finally. Okay. Yeah. And then you get um, two in-game items, a flippable cog, which is... A slammer. Is this and, aimed uh, at people a who farewell were... 99 poster. Anna, is this aimed at people who were like in their young teens during the millennial turnover? Is that what this is? I don't... It's a nostalgia play? Well, it's I not don't... a kid's game? I have said all along Probably. that I don't feel like this is a children's game. You're the know. one insisting it's a game for kids. Game but for kids. we will find out more as the October release date approaches. It's only like four and a half. I think it's just a fancy number. Just because it's like a big... It was a big event. I don't think it's actually got anything to do with Y2K. Seeing as everything is clockwork rather than actually... Because that's all that's going to work. Yeah, it's really the, steampunky. That's all that's going to work after the millennial bug. Um, Come on. Back to the news. Um, so this was sort of interesting because this leaked the day, the day before, but we didn't want to publish anything about it. So Beamdog put up a new teaser website and people looked into the code and noticed that there was copyrights for um, Wizards of the Coast. And so everybody kind of called this, but um, they announced three, well, five new games coming in three packages. Um, so the enhance, uh, digital and physical console releases for all of the games that Beamdog re-enhanced. So the Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition pack has Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2, as well as the Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear expansion. The second bundle has Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale, and these are both the enhanced editions. And then the third one has the complete Neverwinter Nights enhanced collection. So if you're interested in picking these up, the Baldur's Gate and the Planescape Torment slash Icewind Dale um, versions will be available um, September 24th in North America, September 27th in Europe, and then the Last bundle, the Neverwinter Nights um, complete, is December 3rd in North America, December 6th in Europe. Um, all physical bundles will be available on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, but if you want to just buy one of the games instead of both of them in the package, you can buy them separately digitally. And Wheels had like a, a impression from the Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition back at PAX that you can look at if you want to read yeah. about it. So I remember how, how it came over to the Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition on iPad when they were showing that off, and I liked it. Um, I have friends that are like completely addicted to Neverwinter Nights, so I think this will be <laughs> uh, a, an interesting one. Still, oh yeah, oh wow, <clears throat> one or two. I'm. I'm curious about um, Planescape. So many people have told me such good things about that game. I mean, that 
that remake's out on other platforms already, so it's like... Yeah, but with the Switch, you can just tote it around. Like, you mean with the yeah. iPad version? Yeah, not everybody has an iPad that they want to tote around. Chris. All right. Okay. All right. Um, hey, cool big feature going on right now. She knows what I'm going to ask. Never mind. It's the JRPG League! JRPG League! Yay! So, the JRPGL... We've taken the nerdiness of fantasy football and are trying to apply it to the JRPG. Yes. So um, <laughs> staff members drafted a four-person party made up of characters from They waited until we were on a cruise ship, Anna. I know. Alex, you jerk. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so we, we I didn't gave... think of it until you left. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, oh, I'm people... going to do this before they get back. <laughs> Quick, the people on the site, you can veto this. Go on. Do some weird stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, well, so I said to you, so it wouldn't happen during E3. Oh, good and call. Good call. Good didn't call. quite plan that well, but never mind. All right. Um, so these are all four-person teams made up from characters from any JRPG with some provisos and quid pro quos. Um, and then uh, everybody named their teams, and they got some blurbs, and everybody's like uh, promoting their teams on Twitter every every round that they're in. Um, so examples of some teams is we got the Blam Garden Breakfast Club, the Figaro Flywheels, the Mist Summoners, and then what team? That did team? horrible. No, oh, I'm sorry. Terrors, <laughs> Terrors, okay. and the River City Rollers. There's more teams than that. We've already um, jumped into the third round of the JPGRL, but you should head to the site every day and vote for your favorite team. Go do it. Go. Hurry up. Chop, chop. It is. It, it has been quite fun pretending that they're sports teams. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Josh, you did your monthly Whatcha Playing column. Yeah, got a bunch of people talking. A lot, yeah. a lot of people playing Pokemon. Let's go. Yeah. So Sam talked about Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, Zach talks about Yokai Watch Two. Um, uh, Lol Whoops and Strawberry Eggs are both playing Let Pokemon Let's Go, and they're each playing a different version. Um, you had fun with mine, didn't you? Oh yeah. Because uh, the <laughs> the game that I talked about was Moro Mor Chronicle H. Hyper. Anna played a hentai game. Yeah, I, I and I mean <laughs> this this game has a lot of nude people in it. So I sent Josh all of these screenshots, and I'm like, which one of these would you like to use? The answer was it's like going none. through and finding the ones, <laughs> finding the ones that where there is clothing that, that was covering <laughs> most of them. Yeah, Kelly, if you better or worse than. Sorry, go better ahead. or worse than Mariage. Worse, worse. Oh no! Oh no, my no, god! No. This is. Um, all right, so the premise of this game is you play as Eo, who has been kicked out of his um, town. Captain Eo? No, Io. Oh. And who's been kicked out of his town because he's a useless piece of crap, and the elder wants him to do something with his life. His town is uh, has monster girls living in it. But when he goes out into the wild, he discovers that the... Um, the monster girls that are not in town have all been infected by a dark energy. And so in order to cure them, you have to damage and strip off all of their clothes well, and then rub them. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to cure did. them is to strip them naked. And then rub Chris, them in the right spots. why are you spots. not watching your wife? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like reading this as you're as you're talking about it, and it like literally the last line says, "Good luck on your quest to find the panties." And I'm like, "What <sighs> the?" F-? Yes. So this is like a really good solid dungeon crawler, and the the sort of dilemma, air quote dilemma, that it's I got started a real, to run uh, into. Firm story to it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, that I started to run into when I was playing this is. The best panties for each girl give them way less clothes. But Kelly, if you haven't <laughs> checked out this column already, check out the screenshot of White because she is like you personified. Okay, now I'm curious. Let's go. Let's go guy. see. Moimon, let's go. Moimon, yep. All right, and of course, um, we we have been talking about this and it's, it's getting pretty close. Um, it is one week until pre-E3 coverage starts. So the first pre the per- first press conference is going to be um, next Saturday, and in fact, it will be going on while we are recording the podcast. Um, so we won't have like up to the minute impressions of yeah. it or anything. EA is not actually doing a press conference; they're just streaming stuff stuff all day, basically. Right. But it starts basically as we start the podcast. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to touch upon that. But yeah, um, June E3 itself runs June 11th to 13th. But our coverage um, has already started and and will definitely pick up pace starting June 8th as um, stuff is announced. June 9th has several press conferences. June 10th has several press conferences. And then June 11th, there's always the Nintendo Direct and um, the actual show itself. Uh, okay, starts. there's another um, Splatoon tournament, right, this year? And yep. What else is Nintendo doing? They have a... Uh, they have a Direct. They have a, do they have a uh, World Championship this year or no? Uh, I don't think so. Is it a we Mario don't even Maker know thing? What, we don't even know what the booth theme is going to be yet. I want Mario it to be Animal Maker. Crossing. No, they already did Mario Maker. I don't think they're going to do it again. That's they didn't do a whole booth theme on Mario Maker. Yeah, Mario Maker did. was a section last time. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. You're right, though. Animal Crossing would make sense. Animal Crossing yeah. booth. Because yeah. that's something that they, that they can kit an entire theme around. Hey, I'm excited about E3. Do you know why? Because you're not going. I'm not going! <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying home, taking two days off work to watch some press conferences, help post some stories on the site, and be relaxed and not at the show. So I will be there, but I will be exhibiting, so I will not be contributing any content this year. We have two writers that will be there, and we will try to get stuff to you as quickly as we can. All right. Um, Briefs. Boxers. Briefs. Panties. Um, I'm going to skip this one because we're going to talk about it in uh, just a minute. Um, Yokai Watch 4 gets a Gigigi no Kitaro crossover. What is Gigigi no Kitaro? Um, Gigigi? Like it's a manga. Oh, it, it, it's a manga that was credited with popularizing yokai and Japanese pop culture. Oh, cool! Yokai, yokai. So yokai, it's cool, yokai. but yeah, no way we would know about it unless you're really into that stuff. All right. So, um, yes. is Yokai Watch Four out in I North America? Know. No, no. No, it's still a, it's still just coming. Hasn't been announced yet either. I know it's, it's not, not cuz you don't yet. have it and you haven't finished it. And okay. if, if it was you would have, right? right? Did you ever play that third one? Did you play Bony Spirits? Yeah. Really? No, so the th- No, I haven't played Yokai Watch 3. Did okay. I play Yokai Watch 3? I'll have to check my spreadsheet. Yeah. I don't think so. Bony Spirits is 2. Yeah, that well, one whatever, I did play. The one that was here. Yeah, I didn't play Yokai Watch 3. Okay. I haven't. I think I asked for it for Christmas. No one got it for me. 
All right, Yokai Watch Force coming out on Nintendo Switch June 20th, 2019 in Japan. No announcement for North America yet. More Ease 9 characters were introduced. Um, so they're kind they of cool. s- slowly doling these out every few days. Um, so they announced Dole. Um, who and these the um, Dole can see objects or phenomenon that humans are, are unable to. So she helps you fight invisible enemies. The second character that they showed off, Raging Bull. Um, her special ability is her Valkyrie Hammer, which is a powerful blow that destroys weak walls and creates new paths. Um, the third one is really weird. Um, <laughs> uh, his name is Renegade, and he basically looks like a nun with horns. <laughs> nobody, nobody. He looks, yeah, he's he's wearing like... It's definitely weird. Okay. The, his outfit is very habity. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not crazy. I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy no. about this. All right. Renegade has a special ability called Shadow Dive, which lets players hide in the ground, moving past areas where the ceiling is too low, as well as letting players sneak up or bypass enemies. So, uh, Ease 9, all of the characters have special abilities like this, and you will be able to get more information leading up to its Japanese release date on PlayStation 4, September 26, 2019. Um, no announcement for a Western release yet. Um, I think it's pretty safe to assume that it's going to be Nisa. And that they're just working on Cold Steel first. All right. Um, Omen Sight heads to Xbox One. Um, it was ported by Nephilim Game Studios and is coming digitally to the Xbox Game Store on June 7th. Um, if you don't want to wait until then to play it on the Xbox One, it um, is already available on PC and PS4, and a Nintendo Switch version is coming later this year, if you prefer to wait for that. Um, and normally we don't talk about trailers while in the brief section, but these are for judgment, and they look amazing, and you get to kick They're stuff awesome. in the head. Yes! Um, it looks like Yakuza. Man, it, I'm, I'm excited for it. So yeah, um, looks so good. There's two combat stances. One is for... Um, single enemy uh, attacking and one is for group enemy attacking. He uses chopsticks to beat up someone. It's it's amazing. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it it's got all the heat awesome. moves just like the just like the uh, other Yakuza games. I think it's a good thing they're cutting back to like two different types of attacks because sense. when they yeah when they tried to do that where they tried to expand it out to like four or five it was just like a little too crazy. You always ended up finding like one or two that worked and used them anyway. Yep. So uh, in case you've been sleeping under a rock, uh, Judgment is a legal thriller set in the Yakuza series' fictional Kamurocho district. <laughs> um, you, you, play as former, you play as a former defense lawyer turned private detective, Yagami, and he becomes involved in a serial killer case. Um, and this is coming out soon, soon! North America and Europe, PlayStation what? 4, June 25th. So like three weeks, three weeks. It's exciting. And you can pre-order it digitally and get it four days early. Yeah. So the 21st. All right. Question of the week. Um, what is the question? We asked, will you play WoW Classic? Or would you play a throwback version of any other MMORPG? And we had answers on Twitter. Kelly, Kelly uh, provided a nope grumpy cat. Yes. Right. yes. Yeah. And uh, JRPG T... Um, agrees that a throwback City of Heroes is amazing. Uh, Power Lord in our forum said, will I play WoW Classic? In a word, 
No, I played <laughs> WoW Classic, and the game was just one enormous grind fest with few redeeming, redeeming features. It wasn't much better in Burning Crusade, but it yeah. started getting better around Wrath. As you can tell, that game never succeeded and never became a massive look, pop cultural thing. Look, <laughs> being better than any other MMORPG out there doesn't mean it was good. I don't explain that well. But anyways, Platym3, one of our staffers, says, as a diehard turn-based fan, I've never personally been interested in any MMORPGs. But if one did strike my fancy, I would want the most modern experience I could find. So it's a no on WoW or any other classic games. And Featherhoof left us some feedback. No, nothing against WoW or WoW Classic or those that enjoy them, but I both started and ended my WoW playing days during Burning Crusade. There's digital graves out in the tubes of the internet for a deleted Taran Druid and Draenei Shaman. The thing is, I wasn't having any fun and it couldn't hold my interest. I also only have enough free time in my life for one MMO at a time, and Final Fantasy XIV has an iron grip on my soul since AR. Adamantoy's Draggy Kitty... Adamantoy's Dragoon Kitty main represent. There you go. As for classic versions of MMORPGs in general, I don't think I could. I may piss and moan when they make changes in mechanics and skills I become accustomed to. Then I become accustomed to the changes and couldn't even fathom going backwards. Yeah. I feel that. All right. That's how I, I feel. I heard that they had to put out like an article. Uh, uh, like Blizzard had to put out an article that was like, these are the list of actual bugs in the game. Yes. And these are the list of these were features at one point this because is how the game people worked. were complaining. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the reason why they patch these things over time is because functionally they just are bad. And, you know, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting read though. I had, I had fun giggling over the people who are like, they cried that they wanted classic WoW, got classic WoW, and now they're like, no, uh, we don't I don't want think this those are all. the people who cried for it. I think they got on the bandwagon. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. I think the people who cried for it are running private servers and already know what they're asking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. right. So, what is going to be our question of the week? Um, How about maybe which E3? Ooh, are we going to have a po- We'll have one more podcast before E3. Um, so how about which E3 conference are you looking forward to? That'll work. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll say which E3 conference or booth. Who's going to win? Are you looking forward to? <laughs> Who's going to win Definitely E3? Who's going to win E3? <laughs> We're all losers. Who's going to um, win it all? If you want to... No, Chris, I'm cutting you off. If you want to receive... No, if you want to send feedback, we want to receive it. How do we do that? There's lots of ways. Uh All right. Uh, Podcast at rpgamer.com. And I check it like the night before the podcast, so don't be tardy in your emails. Um, You can call or text us. 608-729-4098. 729-4098. All right, now I've covered both extremes. Of the podcast of, playback of, speeds? Of podcast playback speeds. Yeah. All right, you can join us Me? every Saturday. Yes, Me? you can join Chris. Me? You can join Kelly. Me? You can join Alex. You can join Josh. You can join Peter every Saturday. Well, not every Saturday for them. Every Saturday. Saturday for Chris and I. Every um, noon Saturday. Eastern. 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. GMT. 
9 p.m. somewhere. Yeah. Um, like far eastern Europe. <laughs> far eastern Europe. <laughs> what? It is. No, I think you're right. Yeah. That's because that's four time zones over from GMT. All right. Uh, and don't forget to send us your feedback. Um, it can be about the show in general. We always like hearing feedback. We're going to be mixing up the show order a little bit, um, starting in an episode or two. Um, and so feedback. We always like feedback about the show in general or answer our question of the week, which is which E3 conference or booth are you looking forward to? Um, we do have some games coming out this week. And uh, I, I skipped the story because we put it down here. Um, Slay the Spire is coming to Nintendo Switch on June 6th. It came out this week on PlayStation 4. So this is like a roguelike card battler RPG adjacent. So are we going to do a review of this, you think, Alex? Yeah, probably not the Switch version, but um, Zach reviewed the PC version within the last couple of months. Okay. I did remember we had some sort of coverage on it. And then June 4th, we got I think he really liked it, so... Good. June 4th, we have a bunch of games that are dropping. So if you're into the Elder Scrolls Online, Elsewhere um, is dropping on PS4, Xbox One, and PC June 4th. Kelly and I are going to be very, very busy playing Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth, starting June 4th. Yes. Um, As mentioned above, Warhammer Chaos Bane comes out this week, June 4th. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Wait, did I? Does it come out this week? I'm confused. Right, yeah. If you you yeah, can play it now, it still if you have comes out. Access. It's the other Warhammer <sighs> thing that got delayed. Yeah, no, no. It's just I was like, didn't I say when I was reading that story that it was out now? And it is if you pre-ordered it. Yeah. Um, if you need to catch up on the Legends <laughs> of Hero Trails of Cold Steel two, it's coming out on PS4 on Tuesday. Yeah, and that's the title. Go play it. So uh, thanks, Josh. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Have a look at the screen. Look at the stream. Look at the stream. I I don't have oh. the stream. Um, I've seen that choke hey, around in the and wedge head. and Alpha. Yeah, it's Alpha. Alpha. Hi, look at Alpha. Alpha's uniform. It covers his feathers. How does he get them in there? I don't know. He has help. He's Pigs <laughs> and Wedge. Alpha is also in Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. Everybody. Mm-hmm. He was one of the DLC Chocobos that you could get. Mm-hmm. If you pre them, you got them for free. Look at right. these boots. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, thank, you're welcome. Um, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. And did I miss thanking anybody? Uh, right. Thanks, you everybody. You might have missed me, but thank that's you, okay. Thank you, Kelly. We thank always you, appreciate it when you listen to us because we're crazy people. All right. Um, we will see everybody next week for our pre-E3 show. Pre-three. 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 Thanks, Dale North, for our music. And thanks. What's the system for uploading the podcast? Um, No, forecast encodes the podcast. Yeah, that's it. Soundflower helps us record Skype. DigitalOcean hosts RP Gamer and the podcast files. Cyberduck is used to upload the files. So and the internet is used to bring RP Gamer and RPG Cast to you. All right. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.